Well, death taxes in Duval, once again, the uh, the just impossible became the improbable. The one uh, the one time great Vince Scully uh, said years ago, uh, Rick Ballou, Hayes, Carline, let's first thank our sponsor. And Hayes, you know, here it is four days later. I'm still having a difficult time believing what actually transpired on Saturday night. I know. It was just so incredible. I, I mean, I st- there's still a part of me that's like, did the Jaguars really win that game? Um, I had them dead and buried, I'll be the first to admit, when it was 27 nothing, I was tweeting out, you know, you may go home now, good night, and, uh, you know, all the, the tweets that I got in response to that and the hours that followed. Uh, it was kind of quiet. No one really responded to that tweet for the first couple hours of its of its existence. But uh, but after that, they really did, and I totally get it. I mean, I learned my lesson. I will certainly never doubt Trevor Lawrence in the first half of a football game ever again, no matter how bad it is. Uh, and until the Jaguars are mathematically out of a game, uh, I will no longer say the game is over uh, as long as Trevor Lawrence is is here and playing quarterback in Jacksonville. And yeah, I do want to thank our sponsor, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give my buddy John Spicklemeyer a call. He's such a great guy. I've known him since high school. Uh, he played at Notre Dame. Just fantastic guy. Uh, great family man and can certainly help you save money on your car insurance, which is something that we all have to have. And, uh, you know, just have him look at your policy. It, it's not going to cost you anything. John will look at it. I go over some, just get some basic information from you to make sure your circumstances are, are up to date. Sometimes they, they aren't with your policy, particularly if you've had the same one for a long time. So give John a call 471-7155. He'll either tell you, you got a great policy, I can't help you, or he'll have a policy that can save you some cash. So uh, it's worth giving him a call. And uh, again, it doesn't take very long at all. So uh, give John Spicklemeyer a call 471-7155. And uh, yeah, Rick, it was... Uh, just unbelievable. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that I, I think you have to credit the Jaguars for the rally more than tear apart the Chargers for the loss. Obviously, they're, the Chargers are culpable. You can't blow a 27-point lead and not have some culpability. But I don't feel like the Chargers handed the game away. To, the Jaguars handed the game in the first half to the Chargers. I don't really feel like that's what happened. I just feel like the Jaguars in the final 35 minutes of this game were just a dominant team, and just uh, Trevor Lawrence was just simply phenomenal. For him to start the game you know, the way he did, I want to say it was 4 of 16 passing for 30 yards, no touchdowns, 4 picks, and then from that point to have the mental toughness to go 24 of 31 for 258 yards, 4 touchdowns, no interceptions, Rick, I think you and I could could cover Jaguar games for another 30 years, and I don't know that we'll ever see one like that. No, it, it still doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it was a historically awful performance by Lawrence. He didn't even have a quarterback rating until that final drive uh, to make it 27-7. And then, of course, he flipped the switch and looked like arguably the best quarterback in the NFL in the third and fourth quarter. The fact that Jacksonville did score – you know, right after the two-minute warning and, and took it down to the final seconds of the second quarter to put up seven points, ended up being really um, a, a huge, uh, you know, momentum changer for the Jaguars. Uh, they would go on and score five, uh, you know, on all five of their last possessions, four touchdowns, and they set up for the game-winning field goal in the defense that, you know, got short fields. Uh, it was 7 nothing. Hell, L.A. took the ball over at the 16th. When they went up uh, 17 nothing, uh, L.A. had the ball at Jacksonville's 18. You know you can't uh, you, you can't allow two teams to get the ball inside of your red zone 
and have an easy way in to put up 14 points. And that's what Jacksonville did. So, you know, if, if there was any criticism on the defense, I think that is unfounded. And certainly the defense, you know, with all the love going to Trevor Lawrence and what the offense did in the second half, what about what the defense did in the second half? I mean, just look at the drive chart. It is uh, fascinating. They allow one field goal. And, of course, you know, we came out this week from, uh, you know, Josh Allen. It came out from defense coordinator Mike Caldwell that, you know, the feeling within that football team is is very similar to what Mike Caldwell experienced in Tampa with Tom Brady. When you got a guy like Lawrence, just find a way to get him back the ball, and they felt as though he was going to score every time they had possession. So that's incredible. Um, as far as L.A. is concerned, I disagree a little bit with you. I, I don't know how you can go back and play for Brandon Staley. Uh, his, his arrogance, even after the fact, to me, is totally misleading. Um, the point I'm trying to make here is all of a sudden you look at what's next and you go into Kansas City against a coach like Andy Reid. As we all know, Doug Peterson became an offensive coordinator under Andy in Philadelphia back in 2013 uh, for three seasons. Give him a 27 nothing lead and see what he does with the football. I, I thought it was um, – you know, I thought it was uh, t- total. They didn't run the ball when they should have. They didn't throw high percentage passes uh, when they should have. Uh, taking advantage of a five nothing turnover to takeaway ratio, they did not. And you know, something else. We saw Justin Herbert. I thought when Lawrence was growing up in front of our eyes, Herbert, there was a little bit of deer in the headlight. Say wide open Keelan Allen on third and goal. Patrick Mahomes is not going to do that. Joe Burrow is not going to do that. I don't think Trevor Lawrence at this point in his career is going to do that. Unfortunately for the Charger fans, because you have all these comparisons who are the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, Herbert with the game on the line uh, went south. Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's going to be hard for, for Herbert to shake that. And, and you're right in terms of the, the play selection for the Chargers. They were up 27 nothing, and then in their 33 offensive snaps from that point on, 25 passes, uh, which, again, just you're going you're gonna to add possessions to a game in which you've got a four-possession lead. So, yes, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But they were clean with the ball. You know, they weren't – it wasn't like Herbert dropped a snap or, you know, they fumbled a punt or – I, you know, they had just inexplicable turnovers. I, I do agree with you on Brandon Staley, uh, and this just speaks to how some NFL franchises have cash and some don't. Thankfully, the Jaguars have an owner in Shad Khan that has plenty of cash because uh, the Chargers do not. The Spanos family just obviously does not. They do not want to eat that contract, and they certainly don't want to pay the fifteen to twenty million a year it's going to take to get Sean Payton, which I just think is, from a football standpoint, idiotic. I mean, if if Sean Payton would do cartwheels. To coach Justin Herbert. It's the only mm-hmm. job available right now. And really what I think is a pretty poor carousel in terms of attractive jobs. I, right. you know, Denver has got a lot of prestige as a franchise, uh, but it's new ownership and you don't really know what you have there in Russell Wilson. And, and you're married to Russell Wilson for at least another year. So it, you can't get out of that. Houston is in a complete rebuild. Uh, the Colts, I think, are, are in a complete rebuild. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know how stable that, you know, franchise is in terms of how it's run. Um, you know, I, I, I think you look at Carolina, there's not a lot there that would overly excite me. I think they played hard for for Wilkes in the interim. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think that that's a, a magnificent opening. 
And uh, anyway, so to me, if 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 the Chargers had fired Staley, Sean Payton, I think it would have been head and shoulders. This is where I'm going. Uh, you know, again, luckily we don't have to worry about the, the coaching carousel. Hopefully, for at least seven years. Hopefully, you know, maybe as many as fifteen. Doug Peterson's just fifty-four years old. Um, but it, it speaks volumes about how franchises you would think every franchise just has endless cash and we know that's not the case Cincinnati doesn't have it uh Las Vegas doesn't have it and the ownership uh with the Chargers does not have it shot is loaded it's all about liquid for uh for Sean Khan who obviously is a very happy man as the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars you know let's move towards Kansas City but I I want to take one element from the Los Angeles game which uh to me, again, is a little bit confusing because, you know, as we move forward in covering the NFL, math is such a huge factor. Algorithms, analytics, uh, pro football focus. And, you know, you get the grades back at the offensive line, and it looked just incredible. Yet my eye test in talking with Dave Campbell, who I sit next to in the press box, early on in the game, it felt like to me that Jaguar wide receivers were not getting open. It felt to me like early in the game, the offensive line was getting blown off the ball and there was good pressure by, by Boza and by Mack and others. Yet you go to pro football focus and you look at Walker Little, 39 dropbacks, not one pressure. Taylor allowed four. So I think, and I'm guilty of this, I, I think there are times where I get too wrapped up in the math and the stats and it overlooks what I'm actually witnessing when I watched the game. Now, to credit Jacksonville, they, they turned that around. I, I don't know if this is a situation where it was a 60-minute a heavyweight fight, and as the game went along, Jacksonville either made some adjustments or was just in better overall physical conditioning and, and picked up their play a little bit. Maybe it's Trevor Lawrence settled down and he was rattled early on. Maybe some of those defensive backs that were physically just beating up Jacksonville early. Uh, Jacksonville found a way to, to do some things with their route tree to get just a little bit of separation. But to me, that was really interesting in this game. And, and obviously, Hayes, I mean, you cannot be down a couple of scores in Kansas City if you think you're going to win on Saturday. No, I mean they're going to have to play close to a perfect game, uh, you know. It, obviously, to take down the the Chiefs, I, I think the only thing that that you have to hang your hat on in terms of intangibles that favor the Jaguars in this game, because obviously Arrowhead's going to be a, a nightmare. It does help the Jaguars, I think, that they've played uh, a game this season uh, in Arrowhead, um, but it's going to be a different environment. The pressure is going to be different. But that's where I think it's going to be interesting because the Jaguars are a razor blade. I mean, they have proven, uh, and Rick, I think you tweeted this today. I mean, all the games they've won is an underdog, and, and all the games that they've had to rally to win, uh, this team has heart, it has guts, and yes, that's a cliche in sports, but this team clearly has it. Kansas City is more talented, but the Jaguars as a collective have shown what a tough out that they can be. And the Chiefs haven't shown that. So that's, the, you know, the Chiefs, yes, they're the one seed, but that's all they really were fighting for down the stretch. They won their division by four games. So they've yet to show, and, it, and every team's different. You know, they've got obviously a generational quarterback. Patrick Mahomes might go down as one of the best to ever do it. They've got a, a Super Bowl winning coach, Super Bowl winning quarterback. But the team is always, there's always going to be enough turnover to where they still have to answer the bell. 
that that they're going to be able to rise if they need to deep into the game. The question is, can the Jaguars push them to that point? Can they make this a, a 31-31 game with five minutes to play? Yeah, this is, you know, it, it, and I would almost never say this against Kansas City because we know what they're all about. Heck, we saw it a year ago uh, against Buffalo, but you almost feel like if Jacksonville can get to the fourth quarter down by seven points, you take that right now. Absolutely. And if you said to any of the other 30 teams, since there are two there that are playing one another, you're down seven going into the fourth quarter, my guess is any other playoff team would say, screw that. There's no way I'm taking that. But this team, they're, they're used to that situation. And, you know, I'm more concerned about, a slow start I, I you can't win a game in the first quarter LA proved that you could certainly lose a game uh in the first quarter and certainly I thought that that was the case as well but Jacksonville came back so you know I think if you can get 45 minutes of play in and you're down by a touchdown and you're going into that fourth quarter I think Jacksonville has a real legitimate shot to win this game now Kansas City they're the best offense in the NFL everyone knows that they also have some great defensive players. I mean, Chris Jones is an absolute beast. Fifteen and a half sacks, uh, where he primarily lines up uh, as a as a defensive tackle. Uh, however, they, you know their biggest question mark during the offseason was their pass defense, and they addressed it with three draft picks at cornerback as well as a safety. And those three corners have been pushed into immediate service. You can certainly say, all right, they're no longer rookies now because, you know, they're getting ready to play in their 18th game. But still, a tremendous amount of inexperience. Last week, we talked all about how Jacksonville should be able to run the football right at L.A. Well, because of the way the game went, they kind of got away from that, even though ETN still had 20 carries for 109 yards, 25 coming on that last one to set up the field goal. To me, this is all about doing some things that they do not expect when it comes to pass run. I mean, Hayes, look at the last game, 16 rushing attempts, 40 passing attempts. You don't win games in the NFL like that. However, against this Kansas city team, which doesn't like to run it, you know, that Jacksonville is going to start nickel. I feel Kansas city is going to be in the same type of defense. And this really does allow Trevor Lawrence to throw to his weapons. I think that's the way Jacksonville pulls off this upset, if in fact they do, pick on these rookie defensive backs with what you got going on right now offensively. Yeah, the all great points. The Chiefs, Chiefs have lost three games this year. And in all three of those losses, uh, they lost uh, at since, uh, excuse me, they lost uh, yeah at Cincinnati in week 13. That was their last loss. That was December 4th. They lost at home in Arrowhead. They have lost at home this year. They lost to Buffalo in week six. And somehow they lost to Indianapolis uh, at uh, at Indy in Week Three. If you look at all three of those games offensively, what you have to do is two things. That is difficult. You have to have outstanding quarterback play. Uh, Burrow's passer rating that day was one twenty six point six. He also ran for forty six yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen's was one seventeen point six. Matt Ryan's was one hundred five point nine. Two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, he threw for two twenty two. So your starting quarterback has to play extraordinarily well. You have to have a passer. Trevor can do that. Uh, you can't have what happened last week, as heroic as it was. I mean, his passer rating at the end of the game was 70, but to your point, that that beats the hell out of 0.0. .0. Um, 
So you, so you got to have that. The Trevor Lawrence is going to have to have a big number when you look at that pass, passer rating number. The other three things that those teams did is they stuck with the run. Cincinnati didn't have Joe Mixon, uh, but P. Ryan ran it 21 times for 106 yards. They, they as a team, ran for 152. Uh, the Bills, who don't like to lean on the run, uh, had Singletary run it 17 times in, in their game. They, they ran it totally 31 times for a buck 25. And uh, the Colts, who obviously do want to run it, had Jonathan Taylor healthy in that game. He ran it 21 times. Didn't really do much. 71 yards, 3.4 average, no touchdowns. Uh, and, and Indy ran it 27 total times as a team. So that's what you saw. You saw stick with the run, carry the ball in the high 20s to low 30s. And when your quarterback does throw it, it you got to be almost perfect. And, and, or, or at least you've got to be very good. And uh, that is a path I think the Jaguars can take. I, th- I think they have the offensive balance to where Travis Etienne can have 22 carries and, and then maybe you have six or eight carries that come from somewhere else, whether that's Trevor, Jamal Agnew, Hasty, uh, maybe you see Snoop Connor. Uh, but can you get that number into the high 20s at a minimum? And then you need Trevor Lawrence to have a very efficient day. You need, you need the second half, basically, a version of it. Uh, you need that second half against the Chargers for 60 minutes uh, in in Arrowhead. If that happens, they have a chance because you know I, I think the defense, to your point, deserves a lot of credit. Uh, they're they're a big reason why these comebacks have been able to happen. But it's unfair to expect them to go into Arrowhead on Saturday afternoon and hold the Chiefs to 24 or under. I just I just don't think that's realistic. Now it's going to take 30 to win this game, and if you can get 30 rushing attempts, I love it. I'd like to see a little bit more. With Trevor Lawrence, he hasn't been running as much as of late. Only one carry a week ago. You go back to the first time they met, Jackson will force three takeaways, did not turn over the ball, and that didn't matter. So that's that's kind of rare. It's uh, But then again, we saw the exact opposite of that uh, this past Saturday night with the turnover ratio was uh, was five in favor of L.A. As, as we wrap things up here, um, you know, all these intangibles, brutal weather, home crowd. I mean, Trevor, they're making a big deal about it in Kansas City where he said the crowd was great here. It's going to be that different in KC. Whatever. If they need that for motivation, fine, get after it. They, they've been in big games before. You know, something else to look at, uh, you go back to that first game, Kansas City, zero penalties. They are a disciplined football team. They are a well-coached football team. They make big plays when they have to. So I know we've said it now three or four times, but the bottom line is you can't come out and play from behind uh, in this football game. One possession, sure, but more, no way. You're going to have to get some things rolling. The entire world is going to pick Kansas City uh, to win this football game. Jacksonville is going to have to play about the perfect game in order to get on the right side of this one. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with that. I, I mean, when you take your heart out of it, I just don't know how you can pick the Jaguars to go in there and win. I, I think that they can play them really tough and, and give them a battle. Uh, but for where the development of this program is under Doug Peterson uh, compared to where the Chiefs are, which is an entrenched elite championship program, uh, I, I think in, you know with the Chiefs being an arrowhead, yeah, it's going to be... I think it's 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 going to be a really really difficult assignment for the Jaguars to go in there and win, uh, but it'd be great if they did, obviously. And if that happens, we're going to have another uh, just stupendous week around here next week. It's been a, a tremendous ride, and hopefully, it continues. 
if if they win an Arrowhead Sunday, Rick, I mean, I think it's in the discussion of greatest wins they've ever had. It would certainly be on par with the win in Denver. I mean, it's the same. That This team is maybe not quite the underdog that that one was, but just because the NFL is has grown in, in popularity, you have to think that if they're able to somehow beat Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead, uh, that, that's got a strong argument for best win in, in franchise history. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, and the best win they ever could have had was obviously in January of 2018 in Foxborough. And in that game, Doug Marone and Nate Hackett, they turtled. Right. They, they quit. They, they, they tried to watch the clock tick. Regardless of the outcome, regardless of the score, you know with this team, Doug Peterson is going to do whatever he can to try to win it. Will there be some second guessing in the game? And imagine if that fourth and one was caught behind the line of scrimmage running a, a horizontal play on yeah. fourth and one. I mean, and, and Trevor got stoned on a two-point conversion. Right. But it didn't happen because right. it, it worked. But that's what's great about this, and that's what's great about Doug Peterson. He will try to win this game, and as a Jag fan, you got to be happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're certainly looking forward to it. Love talking death taxes in Duval, and uh, hopefully next week will not be a season review uh, when we break it down. Hopefully we'll be breaking down a, a big win in Arrowhead and uh, previewing an, an AFC championship game just as unthinkable as that would have been a couple of months ago. I want to thank our sponsor, John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give my friend John Spicklemeyer a call at 471-7155. He can really help you with your car insurance. He can potentially save you some money. Uh, just give him a call. Let him look over your policy, uh, and he'll get back to you after he's had time to review it. And he'll say, yeah, I can save you some money here. Uh, let's think about doing this and this. Or he'll say, I love your policy. Yeah, there's nothing I would change, uh, so stick with it. And uh, he'll, he'll shoot you straight. So uh, John Spicklemeyer, give him a call. We all have to have car insurance. Don't be paying too much for it. Give my buddy a call at 471-7155, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Rick, how can fans reach out to you on Twitter uh, to uh, to give a comment or, or a reaction to something that's been said? Yeah, just grab me at Ballou. That's B-A-L-L-O-U, 1010XL. That's great. And I'm at uh, Hayes Carlion. Uh, so, yeah, reach out to us. And, Rick, it's uh, it's going to be fun. I'm going with the Chiefs, unfortunately. Is that, uh, is that the, the pick you've got as well, or are you taking the good guys? Now I'm going to take Kansas City as well. Um, I've looked at it each and every way, and I, I again, I just think that there's too much experience. And, and right now, I'll be honest, I mean, Kansas City is a better team, and that's not a slight to Jacksonville. I think Kansas City's the best team in the NFL, so I am going to pick the Chiefs as well. All right, he's Hayes Carline. I'm Rick Ballou. Again, send your comments to us. Enjoy the game. If you're going to Kansas City, damn it, dress warm. For Hayes, I'm Rick. This is Death, Texas, and Duval. It's a